If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. This episode, we have stories that run the gamut. I do have a little segment on Airline X-Files, just because I haven't done that in a while. Three stories. Um, And then there is, I'm going to warn you now, I got like a series of stories that included F-bombs. But they're kind of integral to the story, so I, I couldn't decide if I should try to bleep them out or edit them out. But they're really pretty integral to those stories. So I would say right now, if you have an aversion to F-bombs, swear words, you might want to skip this particular episode of Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase. It's kind of a effing episode. <laughs> Okay, so you're on a crew bus, and this was an older flight attendant? So they were heading out to the airport first thing in the morning, and you know, it's usually pretty peaceful in the morning, and yeah. all of a sudden, as, the, uh, as, we, as we got about 100 yards from the hotel, they hear, stop the bus, stop the bus. She comes running forward, and uh, another, one of the other pilots is chasing behind her. Wait, so she's running, and there's the pilot chasing her? An older flight attendant? Yes. And so... When it turns out a bee had crawled up inside of her hair, and she had a lot of hairspray, and it was so so much so that the bee couldn't get out, <laughs> and so she was in a, obviously in a panic as a, as a result. So, like a beehive. There you go. It's <laughs> curious if it was a beehive hairdo. So I haven't had anything like this happen in a long time because I've been flying international, and there's not as there's not as many people behaving badly on international flights. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's like a more rational clientele. <laughs> I, you know, it could be any number of reasons. But I was just on a flight to Frankfurt and, uh, you know, we were boarding. So I've just met the crew. Um, you know, it's a senior trip. Germany, surprisingly enough, is very senior and um, more senior than Paris or Rome. That just kind of surprised me when I first transferred to this space. But I was 
on my way to Frankfurt, which was highly unusual for me. And it's a very senior crew and they all seem very, you know, um, normal, level-headed, you know, not wacky. <laughs> so we're boarding. And, you know, when you're boarding, the lights are on full bright, people are coming on. And this flight attendant who looked very um, demure um, says to me, she, she, you know, nudges me over and, you know, waves for me to come back to the aisle way. And I come back, you know, in, in the aisle way that is like a wall. And she goes, I, I think that that girl is giving that guy a, a I'm going to use the word BJ. And that's not the word she used. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, was, it's just not what I expected to come out of this woman, this senior put together, normal looking woman. And I was like, what? I mean, we're boarding. The lights are on. Everybody's walking on. For someone to be doing something like that would be really ballsy. <laughs> it's like she goes, look, look right here, right in this last row. And I look in the last row and there's <laughs> there's a girl and she's got her head down. Yes. Okay. The guy was standing up and her head was near his private area and his hand was on her head. So I guess I could see what she was thinking, but the girl was throwing up. <laughs> That's why he had his hand on her head. I mean, she had like the flu. <laughs> it's like, it's the exact opposite of a BJ. Don't touch me, feels too real. Um, airplane takes off out of DFW, a 727 again. Yeah. And they level off. The pilots are sitting there. All three of them all of a sudden knock on the door. Pilot opens it up, and it's a customer. He said, "Can I get a coffee?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, you know, the front, she goes, there are no flight attendants." And you know, we talk about how arrogant airlines—they don't talk to each other. This is a long time ago, but they had taken off. About it. No flight yeah. attendants. So they called every. They called back to Dallas. They. Went back and landed, oh called every department supervisor to meet the flight so the FAA wouldn't be tuned into the fact that, yeah, because that's so illegal. That's pretty bad. Oh my God. You know, another girl had a story just like that. She was, uh, she was commuting home. She didn't work for that airline. And these passengers started, you know, tapping her on the shoulders saying, can we have coffee? And she's like, oh, I'm not working this flight. I work for another airline. And they're like, well, there's no other flight attendant on here. And so she went and used the interphone and told the pilot, she's like, um, uh, there's no flight attendant back here, and they're like, "Where's Holly?" And she's like, "I don't know where Holly is." <laughs> she, she like went. She went to go get a pizza or something. Holly's <laughs> <laughs> not here. Back in the terminal, going, like, "Okay, was I at?" Oh my god. Plane lands in Narita, and the purser and the and the Japanese speaker, this tiny little Japanese girl, heavy heavy uh, Japanese accent when she speaks English. So they're saying goodbye to the passengers, and she's saying, Fuck you very much, fuck you very much, fuck you very much. And the purser, like, looking at her and looking at her, and finally says, Are you saying thank you or fuck you? And she goes, Fuck you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody got a clue. All the passengers, Oh, have a nice day. She kept on saying, Fuck you very much. <laughs> Growing up, I never liked the name Betty. To me, it sounded like an old waitress at a coffee shop, like at a Waffle House, you know, and um, it sounded old to me and I didn't like it. So I was listening to the radio this week and 
They were talking about the top baby names for 2013, and I about fell off my chair when I heard this. Betty is one of the top names, baby names for 2013. I couldn't believe it. Actually, when I got home, I had to pull it up, and here are the top. Here's the top six names for 2013. Isabella, probably because of the Twilight series. Millie, that's a that's surprising, but the weirdest one, even weirder than Betty. Number three is Sookie. Sookie. I guess people like the True Blood series. <laughs> a lot of vampire themes in these baby names. <laughs> Twilight and uh, True Blood. Anyway, number four is Anne. Number five is Ella. And number six is Betty. And so I had to do a little research on the internet and I, I thought, I got to see what they say about Betty. And it says, spunky grandma names like Betty are making a stylish comeback. And right there, they're reinforcing the, my thought that I always thought it sounded old. It's a spunky grandma name. But now it's making a stylish comeback. Uh, I got to tell you one other thing about Betty. Um, one of my nicknames or one of the things... They used to ride me with when, you know, you could think of, you know, there were Sweaty Betty and Betty and Eddie and Betty Spaghetti. You could think of all those, right? But this one, I bet you guys wouldn't have guessed, especially if you listen to this show, because you probably don't equate the two things together. But I used to be called Betty Brains, and it was a negative. <laughs> it's funny that that's negative, but to a young girl, you don't want to be called Betty Brains. And uh, I was called that because I was smart at school and I was really good at algebra especially because the logic of it and I used to mess up the bell curve in algebra and people didn't like it and they started calling me Betty Brains Betty Brains <laughs> that's to make you laugh because I would love for people to say I'm too smart now anybody out there want well, you want to call me Betty Brains go ahead but at the time it was like Betty Brains Betty Brains <laughs> anyway Betty as a name is making a comeback Okay, a plane was going from Dallas to Atlanta making multiple stops and it got to um, Monroe and they had a slight mechanical. The captain came out of the cockpit and looked around and in first class one of the Atlanta-based mechanics was sitting there. So he looked at him and said, do you mind going out and just taking a look at the plane to see what could be the problem? So the mechanic said, sure, no problem. He went out and looked and luckily it was very minor. So he fixed it, got back on the plane, washed his hand and sat down, and the passenger sitting next to him said, I'm sure glad they asked you. I don't know a thing about airplanes. <laughs> With the um, Fokker stories, but then I found out there's only like three of those. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like, I think there's gonna be a whole bunch, but there's only a few. Yeah. So the Royer, I think I got like two Royer stories. So you have a, a Royer story? Royer? <laughs> so the other one was the, uh, Going into Dallas, there was a uh, on arrival. You had to be at a certain altitude, about about 100 miles south of Dallas, right. and it was standard for that arrival. And so, Air Mexico had a habit of not actually achieving that altitude on a regular basis. And so, they uh, called them and told them you had to cross this altitude and expect them to do it. And of course, as they get closer and closer, the air traffic control is watching it, and they're not going to make it at all. So he keeps asking, "Are you going to make it?" And they go, "Oh yes, we make it." And so. Finally, they miss it by about 7,000 feet, by a substantial amount. And, uh, and uh, they ask him, thought, so didn't you know we were supposed to make that altitude? That fixed by 17,000 feet. And he goes, hey, some days we make it, some days we don't. <laughs>
Okay, so you know, is this in London? This is in Gatwick, the UK, yeah. close to London. So what happened? Supposedly at this old hotel, beautiful old hotel we used to stay in, I can't remember the name, there was a story going on about this lady ghost. Okay. And she would come out at night when everybody's sleeping and supposedly you can hear her going up and down the hallway the hallways and I, flew. I would have been tempted to look out though did you look out well a flight attendant was up late one night and she heard someone knocking at her door so out of curiosity she told me she got up opened the door looked out and there was nobody but yes yeah, she can hear somebody like rustling mo like moving yeah. you know so anyway, after that, she swore it was a ghost. <laughs> I wonder if it was cold, because they always say it's cold whenever there's a ghost. Well, it was during the summertime, oh, though. Yeah. So, but it has been, the story has been going on for years. Supposedly somebody who died there at the hotel. Do you know there's a, in L.A., there used to be the Huntley House that was haunted. Oh, yes. And you remember that people used to find their shoes in the drawers. Like, you know. <laughs> you know we would never in a million years put our shoes in the drawers. Ah, somebody's playing pranks. <laughs> <laughs> what up, then? You do believe in ghosts? Yeah, I do. Okay, so have you ever seen a ghost? Mm, in my, I'm thinking I see, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm thinking that I'm seeing because I, when I was brought up, you know, they always say about ghosts. Like a, in my neighborhood, if someone passed away or something, they said three days later they're going to come see the family. And do they? Yeah, you can hear the dog bark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when a dog bark at night, in the middle of the night, if there's something wrong, they come to the family, and they can bring them luck, they can buy lottery and win it, and what? No, it's true, though. Okay, so a doctor? A doctor who was in a coma, and he had an out-of-body experience, and he had never believed that there was an afterlife. So anyway, he's, uh, I guess his spirit left his body and he never believed in heaven. And so when he got to heaven, there was somebody there to guide him. And he said it was just lights and beautiful people walking and they can hear what they're saying without speaking. And uh, he never saw God because it was just a really, really bright light. And anyway, he went through several stages of heaven. And then when he woke up, that's when he decided, you know, there is. Sorry. Now I know what is when people say after life, out of body experience, because he had experience going in heaven. And he wrote a book oh. about it. Do you know the name of it? No. No. Um, if I see it, I would know it. But I don't know his name. But he's a neurosurgeon, and his dad was a doctor. Right. So he's respectable. Yes, <laughs> he is. N not not a wacko. <laughs> <laughs> I was standing in a cross aisle on the plane. Um, it's where all of our trash carts are, and they say waste on them. And there's a little, you know, flappy thing that you push in and put 
trash in there and um, it says waste. And I noticed somebody, I don't know if it was a passenger because passengers are always standing in that cross aisle or a flight attendant, but somebody had put a little D after it. So it said wasted. Okay. You have a story? Yes. This is a, a flight attendant who's since retired, a real character, but they were going over to Europe and they're getting ready to serve breakfast and they turned on the lights. And this passenger looked at her and said, who turned on the effing lights? She said, sir, these are the breakfast lights. You've missed the effing lights. If they were the effing lights, they'd be dimmer. <laughs> This story comes from a reader of my book. You know, I forgot. <laughs> I got so many things going on these days. I forgot that there's a different email address on the back of my book that says, if you have any stories, you could send them here. You might be in the next Betty book. And <laughs> I never checked that email address. Anyway, I finally checked it. And here's from, I mean, she was saying it's from a listener named, this is a reader <laughs> named Anne. And she said that uh, working for a regional airline, she heard this funny thing that the captain was called into the chief pilot's office and was reprimanded for calling the passengers halfwits. Um, one of the passengers complained that she heard the captain calling them halfwits. But what actually happened was while completing the pre-flight weight and balance calculations, the captain asked the flight attendant how many halfweights were on board. And he meant children, halfweights, children. Here is another story from a reader of my book that I finally read the emails. Uh, it said, um, this is from a reader named Jeff. And he said, once flying from Flint, Michigan to Detroit on a 727, I had been upgraded to first class. The seat next to me remained empty after the first class cabin was boarding. While the coach class was boarding, a man boarded the plane with a very large cello. In its case, he put the cello in the seat next to me, strapped it in, and proceeded back to his seat and coach. He had purchased two tickets, a coach seat for him and a first-class seat for his cello, but the cello didn't order any drinks. <laughs> but actually, that story reminded me of the story uh, in the last episode, where, or actually it was a few episodes ago, where the um, flight attendant... Her dog followed her to the bus station and she didn't know what to do with it. So she got a taxi for the dog and then took the bus to work. And the bus driver said, I seen it all. You put the dog in a taxi and take the bus to work. And here is, here's a guy flying coach, but his cello flies first class. So I have some news, exciting news, exciting for me. Uh, I am almost finished with my second book and well, pretty close to being finished. Um, this book I'm really excited about. It is a book of all my travel stories. It's, it's an adventure travel book. It's a, it's a book about a journey and the inspirational, transformational power of traveling and traveling alone. And there's a lot of stories in there that I've never told. It's really personal. I don't know if I should be getting this personal, but I really think it's going to be good. So hopefully that'll be coming out sometime this year. Uh, oh, second book. There was three flight ends in the galley and I'm standing over there by the two left door. And this young guy walks up to me and he starts for like a minute starts going this fucking airline I can't fucking believe this and for like a minute he just used the F word every every five seconds and he when he finishes what would you think about that 
And I looked and I said, you know what? And I did my own 30 seconds of, you're fucking right. This is unfucking believable. Just, just went off on my own, right? And the three flight attendants in the galleys, their mouths are on the floor. And when I was finished, I said, you want a free beer? And the guy shook my hand, took the beer, said, thanks for listening, and walked away. Was, ha- was happy as hell. It was the fuck fest in the galley. And I, I, ran one into th- I ran into one of the flight attendants eight years later, and she came up to me, and she says, do you remember me? And I said, no. And she says, I was, I was in that flight where you just went off on that, flight, on that passenger. I said, oh, yeah. She said, yeah, I still tell, I tell that story. I can't believe you got away with it. And I'm like, yeah, I got away with it. You're fucking right. Fuck yeah. So this other flight attendant was telling me a story. We used to have these really weird beverage carts where you would pull out a drawer and it was one big long drawer. So either side of the cart you pulled it out of, um, you know, if you pulled out one side, then it went in on the other side. So you had to be real careful that you didn't catch the other people's hand. So um, she was on the beverage cart with a guy and every time she went for one a drawer, he was going for the same drawer. So she finally said, would you get out of my drawers? <laughs> All the passengers looked up and they're like, what? <laughs> you get out of my drawers. Okay, well, one time I was flying out of Fort Lauderdale and there was this, it was an all-nighter. We were going from Fort Lauderdale to L.A. And this little girl, darling little girl, about 24 years old, gets on the plane and she is just trashed. And she's been at a company meeting and she's with this really cute guy that she met at the company meeting and they they she ends up going to the bathroom and she was in there for a really long time so we we knocked on the door and and we said are you all right and she said not really so i opened the door and she had diarrhea and was throwing up and was completely everywhere all over the plane and she was like and i was like oh my god do you have something you can change into? And she says, well, I have a garment bag, but the thing is, is I just got married two weeks ago. No, no, two weeks ago. And I'm on this company business trip, and my new husband is picking me up at the airport, and I'm like, I have no, I, I, I've had to throw my underwear away and everything else. So I said, okay, well, she said, I go, I got something in my, uh, I have a skirt up in the overhead band in my, my suitcase so she goes but I don't have any underwear so I I just so happened to have a brand new pair of Victoria's Secret cute underwear that I had bought so I came back and I said here honey you can have my underwear and um, I wrote it up to my supervisor and my supervisor told me that was great but next time give her the shirt off your back <laughs> Okay, shameless promotion time. I'm going to make it quick. (laughs) If you're going to buy something on Amazon, if you click through my website, BettyInTheSky.com, I get a little percentage. And actually, last month, I always check. It's fun for me to see what people are buying. I don't see any names, just what people are buying. And uh, this past month, somebody bought Photoshop, which is, you know, a nice big purchase. Thank you so much. And other people were buying TurboTax. And I thought, well, that's smart in this tax season. If you're going to buy TurboTax, why don't you click through my site, bettingsky.com, and share the love. Us in the Navy, a um, bunch of us were going to head out after happy hour at the Oak Club in town, and so we were going room to room to our friends and make, see if they wanted to come along. Yeah. We knocked on this one guy's door, and he wasn't there. He was a Marine, 
and leaves his door unlocked. And we call his name and stuff, and we were looking around and didn't see him. But one of the guys saw one of the old disposable cameras. Yeah. On the on his Decided desk. To take a photo. So you, you yeah. there were a few. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much Johnsons and yeah. the like. Put it back. Yeah. Forgot about it completely. And this was probably in late fall. The beginning of next year, he comes back after vacation, and he's livid, and he's he's searching. I mean, un, you know, these were unidentified body parts, but right. <laughs> he was searching for who did this, and they said, "What's the big deal?" He says, "Because I went home and I uh, for Christmas, and I finished the role. My mom went and got it developed." <laughs> So I was just on a flight to Frankfurt and uh, we're boarding and this gentleman waves me over and I go over and he goes, how do I, how do I get rid of this? And I was like, get rid of what? And I looked down and <laughs> I said, um, well, that's your life vest. And since we're going to be going over the Atlantic Ocean, I think you might want to keep it. So right before I was heading off to Madagascar and my main purpose for going was to see the lemurs, I decided, you know, I should get a better pair of binoculars. So I went to the local sporting goods store here and uh, the nice gentleman was helping me pick something out. And he was like, uh, so what are you going to use them for? Are you going to, you know, look at some birds in your backyard? <laughs> I said, to look at lemurs and it was so funny the guy's face just kind of went like (laughs) so something happened when a long time ago yes first days of flying when we had the 727 and the three-man cockpit on domestic flying a line the guys it was a long flight i forgot to wear probably the west coast but anyway called up to see if they needed anything got their orders and in those days, we didn't lock the cockpit door because it was before 9-11. And so as I open the door, he's reaching to open the door and grabs me right in my crotch. <laughs> I got a little thank you shout out. Um, I just happened to put a donation button on my website, didn't talk about it or try to promote it. I know other podcasts say things like, if you want to donate a few shekels... <laughs> If you want to contribute to the show, I didn't really want to do that, but somebody saw it anyway, Andrew, and he made a donation. Thank you so much. If you happen to want to donate a few doubloons, a few are fine. If you'd like, be nice. Thank you. And this little segment comes from Mark in Liverpool. He's the little podcast angel. <laughs> He's always sending me good stuff. Each year, airlines in the U.S. lose or mishandle more than 300,000 bags. Uh, One traveler's nightmare can be somebody else's treasure, as CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg discovered. I always say there are only two kinds of airline bags, carry-on and lost. Now, what about those lost bags? Guess what? I think we found them. Cameras, cell phones, iPods, computers, shoes, handbags, baby strollers, and jewelry. That's what you'll find here at the Unclaimed Baggage Center in Scottsboro, Alabama. This cavernous warehouse is one of the biggest tourist attractions in the state. If this looks like a department store, it is, with one big difference. They're selling your stuff. And it all came out of that bag the airline lost on one of your flights. Each year, about 1% of bags go unclaimed. But with more than 600 million airline passengers, take a look around. Jerry Jeffries is here looking for a bargain for his wife. I bet she'd enjoy that 
That bracelet, right? That's $4,000. Huh. If her birthday's coming up and you know you're on TV, you know you're going to buy something now. Well, yeah, but I don't know about a $4,000 bracelet. <laughs> Ain't more than TV. <laughs> Take a look at this 1.6 carat diamond. And how much is that? It's 17800 And this came out of somebody's suitcase. Yes, Not a bad deal at half the price of the appraised value. In fact, all of the items in the store are 20 to 80% off regular retail price. It takes up a city block. It's a whole city block? Yes. Brenda Cantrell is the director of marketing. Now, how does it work? The airlines obviously cannot find the people who own those bags, mm -hmm. so they pay off the claim. Mm -hmm. Then what happens? Well, then we purchase the bag sight unseen. Um, we have contracts with the carriers in the country, and then we send our own transportation around the country to pick them up and bring them back here to Scottsboro. Airlines typically hold unclaimed luggage for 90 days, and if it isn't picked up, chances are it will end up here. Every day, 7,000 new items come into this store, from bestsellers to Bibles, fishing gear, tennis, and golf. Good morning. Welcome to Unclean Baggage Center. About 800,000 customers walk through these doors every year. Aisha Rahim drives from Chattanooga, Tennessee to shop here about once a month. We come here and just buy every... I came here and bought my daughter's wedding dress. No. Yeah, I did. Does she know you bought it from here? She was here with me. What are you talking about, Peter? <laughs> she had to try it on. 60% of the merchandise is clothing, and much of it still with the original price tag. So not only did you buy stuff that was lost inside you somebody's bag, in you're now buying the bag that it was lost in. Yes. Perfect. It's aren't symmetry. You clever? It's total aren't you clever. I am, aren't I? <laughs> wow. Now, those wedding dresses we saw, guess what? We also found dozens of gold male wedding bands. Now, what man's going to pack a wedding band in a suitcase on a trip? Well, you figure that one out. <laughs> now, one-third of the items they get are thrown away. One-third are donated to Charity and Harry. One-third are actually sold. Now, is this stuff all by, by you know, once you bought it, it's what all you, sales what, are what final? Do you, what do you think? Well, all sales are final, Absolutely. I guess, right. Yeah, but the cool thing is 7,000 new items a day from people who are stupid enough to check their bags. <laughs> Here's the other. I've always wanted to make the trip down there to go yeah. walk around that yeah. store. Do the, is there an Internet site? Can you go online and look at this There stuff? is an Internet site, but you have to buy it in the place. And how about this? They have so much stuff there. They have an annual ski sale. Are you ski kidding sale? me? <laughs> yeah. Peter Greenberg, as always, thank you very much. I haven't gotten that many emails recently that have uh, been touching, but I got this one and I wanted to share it with you. It is from a listener named Vicki. And she says, um, Hi, Betty, I recently started listening to your podcast. There are so many places in the world that I want to visit, but I've been bed bound for 11 years ever since I was 17. And your podcast is helping me escape my room and laugh at all the funny stories you have. Why right there? <laughs> I'm sorry, that could get me a little emotional. But that right there is such a good reason to do a podcast. You know, if somebody is bed bound and you, your stories can make them smile. Ah, okay, so lighten the mood here just a little bit. Um, Getting back to her story, I've been, I have a flying story myself. Not so much funny as strange. My last holiday when I was 16, I could still walk, but couldn't stand for very long. I got up and went to the toilet, but I couldn't return to my seat as the duty-free trolley was blocking it. So I was waiting by an emergency exit and there was an empty seat as the occupant had also gone to the toilet. So I plonked myself down and chatted to the people sitting next to me. After a bit, 
I was able to return to my seat and thought nothing more of it. When we landed and we were waiting for the bus, the people I had sat next to were also waiting. So both I and my parents got to chatting. The bus arrived and we thought nothing more of it. And that we finally got to our hotel and it turns out these people were staying there too. And in front of us waiting to check in, one suddenly said to my dad, you remind me of my cousin named Steve. My dad is called Steve and it turns out it was his cousin who he hadn't seen for more than 20 years and I had never met. It's a small world and you never know who you'll run into when traveling around it. That's lovely. Well, that's about it for this effing episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you didn't mind the swear words too much. And next time we'll get back to the normal uh, light and fluffy Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. So I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye. Queen. She's wearing high heel shoes, got her wings on too.